the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is about the challenges facing Toyota Motors in India. Joining me on the call to talk about his cover story is Deputy Executive Editor N Madhavan. Hi Madhavan. Hi Abhishek. You've been busy. It's the back-to-back cover story and uh, in your story you mentioned that India is the last frontier for Toyota. Why do you say that? Toyota Motor Company Corning is the world's largest car maker. Toyota is a is a big brand and uh, it sells annually 10 million cars around the world. When it comes to India, it is a marginal player. Its market share is just 4.6%. It sells twice the number of cars it sells in India in Africa, which is typically seen as a last frontier for most global companies. The problem that Toyota faces in India ever since it entered the market way back in 1997 is inability to capture the compact car segment it is not present in the compact car segment barring toyota etios leva model india to a large extent remains to be a market which it has to conquer and that is why we call india the last frontier as far as toyota is concerned and why are they not present in the compact segment were they late entrants or did they not feel that it was a market that will eventually conquer india as such because they are definitely present in the qualis and the camrys and the premium segment but not so much in the compact car exactly so the reason why they uh, did not enter the compact segment was this particular thinking they had in the late 1990s when they entered india that like china india will also quickly grow into a sedan market so when they came and they they did not look at compact cars they since it, they thought it will be a sedan market they brought in qualis followed by corolla camry fortuner and all that hoping that the market will shift from compact cars to bigger cars that change never happened for two reasons one people in this country preferred compact cars also there were changes in the policy like the excise duty benefit that the government gave for a sub 4 meter car which prevented this shift from happening so today more than 85% of the cars sold in india continues to be compact cars it is for this reason many other global majors like ford general motors and even honda changed their policy and quickly entered into the compact car segment toyota brought in leva a compact car but that has not really done as well as what they wanted it to do so today if you look at the compact car segment which is about 89% in its uh, size toyota is present in about 1.7% in that which is the leva segment right and will this change with akito tachibana whose name comes up a couple of times in your story who is he and what is his role See, Akito Tashibana is the present managing director of Toyota Motor in India. He has been specifically brought in to look at a possible foray into the compact car segment for Toyota. He is a product planning specialist with experience in markets where compact cars have done extremely well, like Vietnam and Thailand. And parallelly, in January, what happened was that. Toyota has taken complete control over Daihatsu Motor Company which is one of the oldest car makers in Japan with specialization in compact cars see one thing we must also understand is Toyota may be the biggest car maker in the world and it has a huge aspirational pull 
In fact, Toyota as a brand, if you go by Forbes' most valued brands, it is ranked number six in the world. It is a great company, but if there is one shortcoming with Toyota is that it does not have the capacity or the expertise to manufacture compact cars. There you must master the art of frugal manufacturing. You must go with high level of you know localization. You must price aggressively. Compact cars are high volume, low margin products. So these are some things Toyota has not mastered over the years. So it is looking to Daihatsu to do the trick. And Tachibana has brought in to ensure that the change happens. And Toyota has a strong presence in the Indian compact car segment. Right. And apart from these uh, inherent challenges that any car manufacturer might face, you also write that uh, Toyota finds itself weighed down by unexpected battles. So what are those, especially from the regulators, for instance? What happened was uh, in December, when the Supreme Court was hearing uh, the case on the high level of pollution in Delhi, it suddenly passed an order saying, uh, you know, banning sales of diesel cars with engine capacity of 2000 cc or more. This was done by the court on an assumption that these gas guzzlers contributes immensely to the pollution. This order had a major impact on Toyota because most of the cars it sells are diesel cars with engine capacity which is more than 2000 cc, be it Innova or Camry or Fortuner. So overnight, because of this order, it lost 80% of its sales in the NCR region. That was a big blow because NCR region is traditionally the biggest car market in this country. A big chunk of the market just vanished for Toyota. So even as it was trying to explain to the court and convince the court that this is not the right decision because why do you ban a Euro 4 cars from being sold when you have more polluting non-Euro cars or Euro 1, Euro 2 cars flying on the roads. Their argument was banning sale of Euro 4 cars is not going to help in controlling pollution when you have more polluting cars flying on the road. Now it's about eight months and this ban continues. Uh, even as this is happening, the National Green Tribunal came up with an order which said that all cars which are more than 10 years old in Delhi will be deregistered. This sends a, a clear signal to the people that the diesel cars are not ideal or favorable cars. That affects many players like Toyota who have invested a lot of money in diesel engines. So this became a second big challenge for Toyota in this issue of, you know, India trying to combat pollution in Delhi. Traditionally, Madhavan, Toyota, for example, there used to be a time when uh, they had this line, I think, that when you buy a Toyota, you don't have to bother opening the bonnet for about 60,000 miles or some such, which still holds true, right? Because in terms of quality, they still continue to be right up there. I think you've interviewed at least one cab driver who has used a Toyota and has been going strong for X lakh kilometers. Yeah, Toyota products are known for their reliability, quality. Their uh, cost of operations is very low or they call it cost of ownership is very low. That is why you will see traditionally Toyota does very well in the commercial segment. Take the case of Innova or Etios. Today Etios sales has increased 17% this, uh, in 2015-16 over the previous year. It is because Uber and uh, Ola operators have preferred Toyota Etios over other cars. But here, I think Toyota has been caught. The crossfire 
in the attempts to tackle pollution i guess this will over time be sorted out i think the court will also realize that banning a most modern emission efficient cars and not tackling the polluting cars on the road is not the right thing and the courts will realize it as well but this is a temporary problem but that is affecting toyota in the short run but are consumers in the compact car segments more price conscious which toyota does not pass that test see each of the markets are very different like toyota cars they comply a uniform global quality let's take one particular thing of the crash test all the toyota cars pass crash test as per indian norms they don't have to the crash test norms are coming into force in india only in 2017 so if your car passes a crash test means it is going to be little more pricey because it lacks a lot more features in it many critics of toyota keep pointing out that why are you making a car which is in a way over engineered for a market like india if you don't have to pass the crash test why should your cars pass the cross test because that has a price to it and the customers in india are very value for money conscious and they are not willing to pay for it but toyota stand has always been that their quality is across global markets they will not dilute any quality specification that, that is what they they say but then our indian consumer seems to be looking at price lot more closely than other factors that is probably the instance why liga does not do as well as uh, say other cars last one uh, madhavan you mentioned right at the beginning that they have a market share of just 4.61% and they have set themselves a daunting target of 10% share by 2025 how are they going to get there see to to reach a 10% market share by 2025 it's not going to be easy i think their first step will be to sit with daihatsu and identify what at the ideal compact car will be for the indian market leverage daihatsu's expertise and come out with a small car the sort of uh, aspirational pull the toyota brand has in india i think a good compact car should start selling very well when you come with a compact car the local content in the cars should be as high as about 99% or if not 100% there are so many other things about pricing you know toyota is not known for aggressive pricing then there is this issue of how are they going to batch the cars is it going to be a daihatsu car that is being sold and serviced by toyota or is it going to come under a toyota brand name then are they going to use the same dealers that toyota has or are they going to have a different dealers if you notice maruti has set up a completely different set of dealership for their premium cars selling a compact car and selling a premium car are two different worlds those are the challenges and the capacity which capacity are they going to set up a dedicated plant for daihatsu or they are going to use the huge surplus capacity that the toyota kirloskar motor has in india these are some of the important things that the toyota has to overcome i am come up with a compact car which is ideal for the indian market if they do so i think the 10% market share may not be too difficult for them to achieve we'll know we'll hope to find out in uh, uh, your follow up stories whenever it is that you do them madhavan thanks a lot for your time it's time to wrap up this one thank you vijay nice talking to you thanks thanks again madhavan and all you listeners you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com as well as on itunes and to have someone call you for a subscription just message forbes to 51818 Thank <laughs> you.